Hills, as we've spoken about all morning, it was Australia's night and a fabulous evening of World Cup final. Got him. <laughs> For the sixth time, the Australians are champions of the world. Barrett has been part of it right the way through. Barrett, what what a what a night it was, and it was just it was just such a, a comprehensive performance by the Aussies, wasn't it? Oh, uh, I think we're going to struggle to uh, call any of the previous five World Cup trophy wins greater than this uh, because this is right up there, right? Yes, uh, maybe 1987 when Alan Borders' team famously beat England in, at the Eden Gardens, but to beat India, this India, this indomitable India, right here at the Narendra Modi Stadium, where I still am, I still haven't left the stadium hours after Australia become world champion. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, you know, in front of 120,000 Indians at the ground, uh, 1.4 billion Indians elsewhere, uh, thousands of Indians right outside the ground, uh, and to silence them and to win a World Cup here is just a remarkable achievement, not just for this team, but for Australian cricket. Yep, I think it's the best, um, Barat, and I'll be justifying that throughout this morning's uh, program. Um, it, what an eerie feeling. 120,000 people felt like about 5,000 for a lot of the match. Yeah, and it felt like 80 when Travis Head got to his 50 heels because only eight, I counted 80 guys were clapping. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Eh? And, and, and that number actually dropped to 18 when he got to 100 because a lot of them had started leaving by then. Uh, it was it was uh, it was a bizarre uh, day overall. Like to start with, they had the air show where all these Air Force pilots are putting off all these stunts in the air, so extremely loud. Uh, throughout the day, there was the anticipation of when. Uh, uh, the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi would arrive at the ground. Um, and in the backdrop was the cricket uh, with all these people just sat around, all of them in blue, a universe of blue, yeah. more than just a sea of blue in their Virats and Rohits. Uh, and even when India were batting, uh, Rohit gets out, pin drop silence. Virat gets out. The only thing you can hear is the bail drop. Um, and yeah, it, it was just a, it's a strange, strange night. Like, you know, how we've seen World Cup centurions before, World Cup final centurions, but never before have we seen someone raise his bat and nobody's react except Jeff Marsh at one end and the Australian wrestling over the other. Yeah. Some of our bowlers, when they got a wicket, they had to sort of double take and think, oh, hang on, yeah, I've got to celebrate here and we've got to really carry on and get in the huddle because no one else is helping us. It, it was it was just a brilliant uh, cricket. What about the dramatic chaos when India started to bowl? They had it darting everywhere and, my goodness, the Australians just did not know where an easy-to-hit ball was going to come from. No, and Travis Head was all at sea, right? He tried swinging at deliveries. His feet were all over the place. Uh, and Justice Bumrah was hooping it around like we are in Headingly on a damp day. Uh, and Mohamed Shami from the other end as well. Uh, and then, but the big thing was how much spin the, the spinners would get from this pitch. Like speaking to a number of the Australian creators yesterday, heels, they all were a little wary of this pitch. They were like, oh, it felt like the indoor test pitch. Uh, or it feels like yep. it is going to turn a lot. <laughs> yeah, so they were really concerned about the spinners, and that's why I think Pat Cummins decided to field first as well, not to give the Indian spinners a go on that. But yeah, the fast bowlers have been so superb throughout this tournament. The Bumrah and Siraj and Shami were uh, literally unplayable. And then, but that's why Travis Head's innings, like you said, this is the greatest performance by an Australian team. But Travis Head's innings is right up there amongst the greatest performance away from home ever. I, I see, I talk about the strangulation theory, like after the 10th over, I think India only hit four fours, which is just most un-India like this tournament, isn't it? 
No, yeah, and it took them 19 overs or so to get that first boundary after the 10th over. They were flying uh, at, what, 76-1 when Rohit Sharma had really taken uh, down uh, Josh Hazelwood and he was going after Mitchell Stark. Virat Kohli has struck Stark for three straight boundaries. Um, and then Travis Head took that catch. Uh, and then Shreyas Iyer hits the last ball of the power play for four. So 80 for two. And from that point on, to put that kind of pressure um, on this Indian batting lineup with Virat Kohli in there, batting pretty really, really well. KL Rahul has been in great form as well. It was a great effort. The bowling changes were 22 bowling changes overall. Um, and so many one-over spells. Like Pat Cummins was so on the ball today. He, I've never seen him so hyperactive on a cricket ground yes. before as captain. Uh, but he was so switched on the field field positions as well. Uh, he kept moving them around. He started off with a sweep car, sweeper cover on the boundary because he realized it's a slow pitch. Uh, he kept his uh, third man and fine legs really, really fine because he didn't want any edges flying uh, to the boundary. And the fielding, uh, so David Warner was on, everybody was on, and Travis had catch just set the tone. And Barat, were you commentating session by session with the boys on SEN? I heard your pre-match session on SEN, and you you, you couldn't hear a thing. How did you go through the night? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I was doing more uh, innings breaks and like a lot of drinks breaks, uh, hills. But I was uh, up um, uh, amongst the crowd, and I couldn't hear a word of what I was saying. <laughs> uh, so thanks. Thankfully, most of the drinks breaks came like uh, when a wicket had fallen for India or. Uh, when Australia were batting well. So they were silent anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the DJ was uh, revving it up. It, it it really felt like a 2 a.m. Mumbai nightclub scene. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about Pat Cummins. He was on the ball, but he produced his best bowling performance of the tournament. Yeah. You know, two for 34 from 10 overs. His slower balls looked deceptive. He had a little bit of zing out of the hand as well when he wanted to bowl a, a full-on pace delivery. Gee, he was good. Oh, he was sensational. He was like, uh, come the big game, uh, you know, the big man steps up, right? Uh, you're right. From from his first over onwards, uh, he was changing the pace uh, on the ball. He was rolling his fingers over. His off cutters were turning like off breaks. Mm. Like Murli Dharan was bowling. That's how dry the pitch was. Uh, but the bouncers, like, yeah, I mean, his bouncers were clocked at 140 to 144. He rushed Virat Kohli a couple of times. He used that good part of the pitch in the middle uh, beautifully for those short pitch deliveries. Uh, he could easily have gotten for more wickets, but I don't think any wicket would have mattered more than Virat Kohli. But I think the even bigger wicket came earlier of Shreyas Iyer. Uh, speaking to uh, some of the Australians yesterday, they said they felt that Shreyas Iyer was a danger guy because yeah. he scores runs so quickly, allows Virat Kohli to go at his pace. But because Pat Cummins took out Shreyas Iyer, uh, Virat Kohli and KL Rahul had to rebuild, and that's where Australia could really strangle them, like Pat said. Yep, and they could act like young players, inexperienced at that level. If we got early wickets and got the big boys out, gee, the others had a lot of work to do. Yeah, and especially, I think India's success in this tournament uh, came back to haunt them in when it mattered most, right? He was like, Jadeja hadn't batted much, Surya Kumar Yadav hadn't had a much of a mm. hit because the, uh, the others had been so dominant. Uh, and unfortunately for India, when it came to the finals, when they were in a position where they, uh, those guys like Jadeja walks in at six today, uh, he had to bat for 16, 17 overs, rebuild innings, and he really struggled. He looked out of rhythm, out of sync. Surya Kumar the same, um, and which is why I think uh, you know it, it, it kind of let India down when it 
mattered most. If, having said that, 240 seemed a tricky target. And at 3 for 47, when Steve Smith bizarrely doesn't <laughs> review uh, uh, one which would have saved him, um, you were like, oh, this is when India get on top. Because that's when the noise was at another level. Yeah. And you played a lot of cricket in India here. This is one thing with when India are batting, but it's when India are fielding that the crowd gets really rowdy and noisy. I, Barra, just as an overview, you've been with them for the last six months or so. You see the World Test Championship, retaining the Ashes, and now this World Cup victory, they're sixth in this. Um, where do you put this period in Australian cricket? It's a red-letter year in Australian cricket history. Uh, don't forget the India Tour as well. Well, yes, they didn't win the series, but they won that famous test in Indore. Came so close to winning in Delhi, only if they had one better, one good session more. Um, uh, it's Pat Cummins and Andrew McDonald and everyone else's team and behind the backroom staff uh, have done a stellar job. And I think we will look back at 2023 as uh, uh, one of those years where um, like Australia really rose back to the top uh, of the table, not just because they won two world titles, that had never happened before, uh, but because they just, uh, they, they don't look as indomitable as they used to during the whole Steve or Ricky Ponting era, but they look dominant in a different way. Uh, and they just find ways of winning. Uh, they just get the job done. Uh, there's this professionalism to them that is just remarkable. So, no, I think it's such a sensational year for them. Uh, and, and it's not a big break either. Some of them stay back for the T20 series. Uh, the home summer is not too far away. I'll be in Perth in three weeks' time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, lots more cricket to come. But 2023, it was always built up to be a, a career-defining era. Uh, year, as Pat Cummins had said, and I think it has proven to be a career-defining, if not era-defining year. And those fast bowlers have been incredible. I hope our state teams around Australia can take a, a leaf out of that book. The, our, our quicks have got through an incredible workload. It is possible to do without rotating in and out and resting and, <laughs> and uh, you know, cotton-wooling our young fast bowlers because it won't be long before we're going to need young fast bowlers. Very, very soon as well, Hales. Uh, look, uh, if not in test cricket, then definitely in white ball cricket. Uh, now that they have these guys, the three that you just mentioned, have two World Cup titles to show for it, 2015 and this one, um, you would wonder whether they'll, um, they'll definitely not be around in 2027. Dark and Hazelwood, uh, uh, maybe Pat Cummins might want another shot at it. Uh, in South Africa, but uh, th this is when, you know, uh, the young fast bowlers need to come through. I'm really hopeful that we get to see a few of them during the home summer, uh, you know, the likes of Lance Morris, uh, for sure, yes. uh, get a, a more of a go, because we have to start now looking at the future. Uh, Australia don't play a lot of test cricket over the next couple of years, away from home anyway, uh, but this has to be the big transition. And it's a good time to make the transition without ashes and without a big India tour in the offing. If they can do that, then in four years' time, when we have another big year, uh, they will be ready and they can take over from these three uh, magnificent, like world-class uh, megastars. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, Barat, all we can do is celebrate break here. I'm certain there's a little bit of that happening over there as well. And we really want to thank you for your contribution, over, the, particularly over the last six months. It's just been brilliant. You deserve a break, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, my wife thinks so too. But well, uh, I'll be leaving uh, for Perth just before a birthday. So uh, you know, I'll figure that out. I'll be in trouble. <laughs> hey, great work, mate. Thanks, well done, Barat. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Cheers.